Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul Podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is already the 24th of September. There's a lot going on in our world. I'm sure if you even don't keep up with the news, you know that there are spinning wheels going round and round every single day. And in that, we are getting stronger. We are getting better. We are evolving out of so many things so quickly right now that we almost can't feel it happening. And so today, with Dream Theme Thursday, we get to go into the world of the deeper part of our minds. And this week, I'm starting with two dreams that I um, missed last week. I didn't even know I had them until after the show. And then we'll go on to the other dreams. So we have a lot of dreams. I'm going to get started. My first dream is Nadia. I have two dreams if you have time. The first dream, I went to visit my friend's home, which was very clean and spacious. My friend is going blind and may have cancer in her bladder. In reality, my friend has a lot of clutter and hoards things in her home, also in overflowing. I peed in the bathtub because I didn't see a toilet and used the water in the cup to wash the urine away. Her house being so clean and spacious was the highlight of the dream for me. I was so happy for her. The last two dreams I ever had of visiting friends in, this, in their reality, nice homes in my dream, who were also very sick, ended up passing away. I wonder what this dream is about. Well, what is happening when you see something that is the exact opposite is to tell you that nothing is as it seems. You know, you, you're dreaming that they're clean and, and spacious, but what you're seeing is their potential, their release of all they have and all they own. Some people surround themselves with clutter because it comforts them. It doesn't make them feel, in a weird way, not only so alone, but so alone inside. It's like some people actually have that cozy, wonderful feeling in the midst of chaos. So when you see them transitioning, you see things changing for them. It's not about the house, but when you see the house is not what they chose it to be, nobody also chooses leaving, even though even though at times it, there's a comforting feeling to leaving. We get really scared of dying, but if you've ever been close to people 
who are passing, they are way more calm than we are. The fact that you felt you didn't have a place to even go to the bathroom in her home is telling you that this home isn't even hers anymore. There isn't any, nothing usable in it left. It doesn't mean she's going to die today or tomorrow, but in essence, she's already gone. You've already seen a new world for her that rids her of what she needed here to find comfort. It's a very interesting fact that the last two dreams you had of visiting friends in their really nice homes in your dreams who were also sick and ended up passing away, it's, it's an interesting thing that that is your theme, is that you are also around people are, you're so close to that you can see that it's time. And, and also that there isn't fear in it. One thing that's hard is that when we are around somebody who is ill, and in this case your your friend can't see, and they may have cancer, and in your dream everything was clean and spacious, but when you got there, the clutter and the hoarding, look at the transition. You're like, oh, wow, why am I seeing this? Because in reality, this person is the complete, not only opposite, but there wasn't even room to go to the restroom. But you were still happy for her that she was in a clean place. And you are accepting transition. You understand that life begins and life ends, and for you, doing your best is happiness, and you wanted to see her and her best. So there's that correlation of the standards you keep for yourself and the things you like for yourself, wanting to share that with others. So that's another facet to that dream that you want to help others. And it's not that any of us are perfect in cleanliness or taking care of clutter or getting rid of things. But the fact that we eventually do, that we eventually get to it, always gives us hope of being better, doing better, lightening our load while we're here. And I keep saying while we are here because we are hearing at least in America, of so many people passing every day, so many families affected, and yet it's ignored. It's not acknowledged. It's being put down. It's being used in so many ways other than the way it is. And yet we know, and the hope we have, is that at least in the next 40 days of our lives, and 40 days is very critical, and it's good that I didn't get this dream last week and that I got it today. 40 days it takes when a woman finds out she's pregnant to the implantation in the womb, like to really be usually solid. If you pass that period, you're usually okay. Not every time, but for the most part. 
40 days is the recovery period for our bodies after we have a child. 40 days, you know, then 40 nights, those stories. It's it's really interesting right now. We are in a huge time, and you also may be feeling that, that things are cleaning up, clearing up, becoming more clear. Because you yourself see that, and now you want to not fix, but believe that the people you love are also going to be in a better place. And and the interesting thing about people being ill and that she is ill in your dream and that you've been seeing people that were ill transition away is that we can't predict birth. You know, a lot of women are pregnant and don't even know they're pregnant. I was one of them. I didn't know until I was almost four months with my son. And you'd think, how how could you not know? Well, it's because I had my daughter, and when you breastfeed, your body doesn't actually go back into its rhythm right away, so you have no way of knowing that you are pregnant. So I was breastfeeding while I was pregnant, which probably isn't the optimum way to do it, but we just don't know what we don't know. But on the back end of it, we also can't predict when people will leave. But when we start to feel like they're going to leave, we start in a a very interesting way thriving. We start building a way to continue without this person being here. Even though we don't want to do that, there's a survival mechanism in us that does that. There was, um, I know it's going to sound interesting to say, but also to foreseeing that feeling of going on afterwards, which is how you're doing that. You're seeing her place clean. You're seeing it spacious. You're seeing things change already as though she has already changed, even though she has not. She still has to go through some things before she goes home. But I know a couple who, when the woman got sick and they never had children and they always had pets, but they only had one pet left. Their cats were gone. Their other little dogs were gone. They had one dog left who was also aging. And the wife was ill. And the husband said to her, I won't be able to sit by your side all day because I'm so scared that when you leave I will not have a routine so I have to do that routine now do you mind and I don't know if she ever did or not because she passed away and I did not speak to her however I did speak to the husband and he said she supported that because he was super scared of being alone he could not see past it unless he was so structured he needed a routine you have no blinders on no pun intended because your friend is going blind but you can see past it 
And that's what your dream is telling you, that, you know, trust your instincts. Keep in mind that you can see past things and that you have that, I want to say, intuition. So act on it. Give your friend love. Call and check on her. Give her comfort in the way she accepts it. And it probably won't be cleaning her home because people who clutter and hoard have a super hard time when someone comes in and thinks they want to clean it their way and give them a clean home because they will miss their stuff. They are very attached to it. And I believe, I know they have those shows about hoarders and stuff, but I believe they will need counseling and cleaning their home together because the reason they're doing that is a direct reflect of how their mind works for comfort. So that's the first dream. The second one, I dreamed I was walking next to a lake at night. I saw my former co-worker slash good friend and his brother on a boat. They were busy preparing to sail. I continued walking and admired the clear lake. I was able to see through the clear blue-green water. I saw giant snakes swimming in it. I was excited to see them. They swam so gracefully and they were so huge. I kept walking and noticed a young man swimming in the lake. Then I thought to myself, see, the snakes are harmless. Or do they not see the snakes? Again, your intuition of something's wrong, but it doesn't look like it is. So I'm good. Seeing someone that you used to work with is taking your past and saying, oh, wow, past, non-event, solved that, got things together. And you just seen them in the present for what they were doing today. Not how you knew them in the past. Not what they bring, what kind of baggage they bring. Even if it was just a coworker who's now a good friend, but you have no, like, agenda or hidden feelings of fear or doubt or worry or that you were upset with them for any given reason. You are just clean and clear and up to date, which also coincides with your other dream, you're like, hey, this is how things are. I love them, but boy, I was really happy for her that things cleaned up in her life. But you did not take that responsibility on, and you're saying the same thing by seeing a coworker with no baggage, no personal baggage towards them. It's like, well, you know, par for the course. They were just preparing to sail. I kept walking. The lake was beautiful, but I saw giant snakes swimming in it. But snakes are rebirth. So when you say you were excited to see them, you are tied into newness and change right now. Because you have gotten to a place where you accept yourself enough to accept everybody else. When we say we can't give what we don't have, You are not giving what you don't have, but you are sharing what you do have. You know what's yours. You know what's not yours. You know what you should be involved in. You know what you shouldn't be involved in. You know you care. 
but you know you can't care for others. They have to learn how to care for themselves. And maybe the way that they do care for themselves may not coincide with how you care, and you know that too. When people come to me and start telling me they know me, and they think they know me better than me, and they'll sometimes tell me that too, I know that they haven't taken care of themselves because they're putting all that on me. And you are the opposite of that. You would never tell anybody who they are. You let them tell you. And then you honor it. You don't try to come back in from the back door and change it. Do that. Because you understand autonomy. And both dreams together are your autonomous self observing life and wishing the best for the people around you. You really felt the snakes were harmless. They were beautiful, and they were swimming in the lake. And snakes are harmless, by the way, when they are fed. It's when they're hungry that you don't want to be around them. There are some that will attack. But you knew that these were okay. And on another note, I was on a walk the other day, and I have the video of it. I'll put it up on the radio page. Um, I was just walking on some concrete going back after there's like a hiking area and stuff, and I was coming back, and there was a snake swiveling through the parking lot. And I, I was watching it, and it was so weird to see it little weave in and out. And I wasn't even scared of it because it was in front of me. I didn't think it was going to turn around and say, oops, see you there. But it just kept going, and I, I taped it. But it's amazing how different it slid around on concrete than when it was in its natural habitat, which was the leaves. And once it got in the leaves, the camouflage, you couldn't almost see it, and it, it swerved much more gracefully. It was in its element then. But a concrete isn't instinctive to a snake. They get used to it because they have to still cross the road. That's what happened. And it's so cool because snakes are rebirthing, and that sign of rebirth was right in front of me as well. It's the first time I've ever seen a live snake in the wild. And thank God it wasn't, I don't know if it was a rattler. I don't know if it was a garden snake. I don't know what kind of snake it was, but... um I did know that I had no fear of it, which was interesting because I didn't think it could harm me, and that's how you were in your dream. So I hope that helps. Those were two great dreams and a great shout-out to autonomy, the self-autonomy and understanding your role in your own life enough to understand others' roles. So I have another dream, and it says, I hope you're well. If you have time, could you please interpret a dream I had the other day and I can't seem to figure it out? I'm in a very fancy hotel room with my son, and my son is much younger in this dream. The hotel room has two levels, and you could see through the floor to the lower level. All of a sudden, a man in a business suit walks in and starts to make himself at home downstairs. I call out and say, excuse me, sir, but this is our hotel room. The man ignores me and takes off his jacket and is ready to sit down. 
I call the front desk and it's hard to get through. It goes to voicemail and then no one picks up. Now, I realize that I need to handle this, so I become aware that I need to be nice, LOL. As I continue to call the front desk, I realize that I don't even know the number of my hotel room. I look at the phone, I see the room number, and then I don't. At this point, I start to get pissed. I tried to call the front desk again, and this man is now very relaxed downstairs, and his feet are up, and he's still ignoring me. This dream was much longer, but I forgot to write down the rest of it. But from what I remember, it was a series of people ignoring me and me trying to keep my cool. Okay. What do you hear when you hear me read that? What would be your first instinct? And it's that you don't feel heard. It's like something is going on in life. And it can be something not in your life because the guy wasn't in your life. You don't know who he was. But you feel powerless in getting rid of him. It could be a work situation. It could be a political climate. It could be dealing with somebody who is extremely narcissistic and you are not heard. No matter what you say, no matter what you do, your tools fall apart, everything falls apart because you feel like you are shouting and no one can hear you. So there's something in your life, whether it's something you can't control, like a political climate, or something you can control where you're in a relationship or dealing with somebody who is not listening and cannot hear you. The fact that your son was much younger in the dream time that you discovered that you weren't heard and started to act on that, and now that has grown, not in a negative way, it just has grown bigger so that you can see it. It's grown with you from that time. And now things are so ridiculous in your face that you can see it and you're like, doesn't anyone know? I can see this man. Why can't he see me? Why can't he hear me? Why is he not reacting? Why can't I call for help? What's going on? And what's going on is that you don't feel heard. That's good to know because now you can ask yourself, what am I not heard about? What do I feel like I can't change that I would really love to change? So that's number one. Then there's a second dream, and it says, I never dreamt that I had two children. I had forgotten that for the first pregnancy, a DNC had to be done because the baby's heart either stopped or never started. It was almost 23 years ago, so I had forgotten. It took us a few years to try again, and my son is now 19. I don't remember the dream, but I remember feeling that I had two children, and I've never felt that before. I saw a white feather before I woke up. Aside from this dream, Nadia, you know that I've been following your teachings for over, I believe, and wow, at least over 15 years. 
So why, if the baby wasn't born, why wouldn't the baby be reborn to fulfill its mission? I know this is very long. Much love your way. All right. So this is, and I don't know if I ever told you guys, but if you ever had a pregnancy and you did not have the baby, the baby was aborted, the baby didn't make it through the first three months, six months, or even a stillbirth. Even if all of that happened, that is a soul that is connected to you. And when you leave here, you will see them. And their job may have only been to be your first pregnancy. And their job was done. A lot of times when we get pregnant, the soul of the child does not enter into the womb right away. It, it can at any time. There's some, some religions, being Muslim, I can tell you at least Islam, how it works. But they say in 40 days, the big significance again to 40 days. Keep going back to that today that the soul enters the womb. But Christ told me it can enter at any time. So I don't know where they got 40 days and how they knew that, or if it was from a prayer or revelation, but it's actually any time. And sometimes if you abort prior to the soul coming in, you actually have not aborted a soul. However, if you feel like there is another one, then it probably was there and it was there and its job was just to teach you what it needed to teach you or show you or make you feel. And you will be rejoined. You will see that child, that soul. The fact that there was a white feather is saying it's all good. It's all good. It was meant to be that way. Things don't mean at home what they mean on earth. They just don't. Because there's no fear at home. So anything that happens, they know why it happens even more than we may know while we are here. But we have that instinct and we are tied to home. So this is just letting you know, hey, you know what? You are much deeper, much richer for me. Otherwise, I would not have gone through that for you. But I was part of your building blocks. And the fact that it's coming up now as well. Imagine if in this day you, you did have two children. It would have reworked your entire life from 23 years ago till now. But you have one in heart and one in heart and body. I myself had four pregnancies. Two, I had the children and one before the first one, so I wouldn't have had my daughter if I stayed pregnant the first time, and I lost one after my son. And both times I didn't know I was pregnant. Yet. I knew something was up the first time. But a lot of times a first pregnancy 
doesn't really know what to do. And then the second pregnancy is like, oh, I've done this before. This is where I go and this is what I do. But initially it may not. It may not know how to implant and there's miscarriage. So there's more chance of miscarriage on a first pregnancy than there is later. But there is behind it love. And that you have a bigger team than you thought of rooting for you. And you will be rejoined with that team. That's kind of really cool. I'm glad we got to talk about that because, you know, just because something didn't happen and a child wasn't born, it doesn't mean that it wasn't. So anyway, that was a good note to end on. I know we're getting late in there. I had some more dreams, which I will pick up next week. But I hope you guys really think about these dreams. They're actually very cool dreams, so thank you for sending them in. And I will see you guys tomorrow on Questions Friday. I also wanted to announce I won't be here on Tuesday. I'll be here Monday, but I will not be Tuesday and Wednesday of next week, which I think are the last two days of September because we have some medical procedures to have to do, I guess, a surgery on Tuesday um, morning. So good luck to you guys. I will see you tomorrow on Questions Friday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakalou.com.